0: Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley,
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: It's a privilege to begin another week of broadcasting with you. And the subject this week is pleasing God. You know, Junie... My thoughts, even as I'm saying that, is we could start off by saying you have to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him, which is true. But somehow uh, people get stumbled, I think, a little bit because of denying self, but yet that's the essence of it. And I believe a better way of saying it is, how can we please God? So we're going to look at that carefully this week, and perhaps we could start by quoting John chapter 8, verses 28 and 29, reading from the New American Standard. John eight twenty-eight to 29. When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and I do nothing on my own initiative. But I speak these things as the Father taught me, and he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. Again, I want to repeat the end of that verse. For I always do the things that are pleasing to him. Junie, I find that to be one of the most remarkable statements in all of the Bible, words coming out of the mouth of Jesus. He did nothing on his own initiative and always did the things that pleased the Father. What instruction for us, for all of us, on how we are being called to live. And you know what I realized, Shelley?
2: We could look at what would affect us naturally, negatively. In other words, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Or in knowing the Lord for over 45 years, I've learned a valuable lesson, and that lesson is how we see or look at a way in life. Mm. As an example, when I was younger, I made a lot of mistakes in going to high school. I skipped classes. I didn't do my homework as I should have. I didn't study my, t- for my tests. And as a result, I didn't do well. And then I thought I was stupid or I wasn't, um, capable of doing what all my friends did when they got wonderful marks. And you know, just a couple of years ago, um I went to uh, college and seminary for two years, and I even did four years of high school um, online in less than six months to get my high school diploma. And I learned a valuable lesson, Shelley. I did differently ten years ago than I did. When I was a teenager, Mm. I studied the work, I did my assignments, and I was so surprised that I knew the answers of the tests. In other words, I believe when we come to know the Lord and we're born of his life and he lives within us, our heart's desire is to want to know him more. So if we live every day wanting to know Jesus more and asking for his wisdom or his life or his love, Shelley, it becomes a positive mm. growth and encouragement to walk in the Spirit yes. and not obey my flesh
1: Amen. That's the battle that we all face, the battle between the spirit and the flesh. But what strikes me with this, Junie, is if Jesus, who was God incarnate, lived this way by doing only those things that please the Father, how much more should we therefore live in the same manner? Always doing those things that please him. You know, I remember from biology, we always took litmus tests. And I think this is another litmus test. How are we living? Are we living for our own pleasure? Or are we living to delight the heart of God, to bring pleasure to him? And our doing, what we do every day, really comes out of who we are, our being. So that what we do is really a result of how much Of the Lord is living, how much we allow the Lord to live in us.
2: And I think that's really what I was trying to say, Shelley, Mm. that when we ask Jesus into our heart and we give him our life, but we go on living our own life, it becomes burdensome to us to do what he would ask of us. But if we really allow Jesus's life to fulfill us and we desire to know his will for us and his purpose for our life every day, it becomes a new way of life.
1: Thank you. And
2: it becomes a blessing for us. And his commandments aren't burdensome.
1: Amen. Amen. So I
2: think we're saying the same thing, but the focus one could look at, well, I don't know if I want to deny myself every day. I want to live my life the Mm -hmm. way I want. And I know we've talked about it before, Shelley, but we could be deceived not realizing that we're not our own person. Either... We allow Jesus to be our master or we're mastered by the evil one in our fallen nature. Right.
1: There's nothing in between, Journey. It's right? one or the other. That's the way God is. So before we knew the Lord, obviously, we sought only to please ourselves, seeking our own pleasures. But as believers in the Lord and the Messiah and the Holy One of Israel— we are asked to undergo a dramatic change. And like he was saying, it's, it's a new perspective, a new mentality, a new way of seeing things, a new way of living. It's an internal change, and it's really called a transformation. Listen to First John chapter 4. Uh, let's begin with uh, verse 15. First John 4, beginning in 15. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God, and we have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, love is perfected with us, that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, because... As he is, so also are we in this world. Junie, we need to understand, and I think the church generally kind of disregards this. Jesus not only died so that we be forgiven of our sins and end up with him for eternal glory, but Jesus's life is a as as is as the pattern son. He he's pattern of life needs to be incorporated in our life. As he is, so also are we in this world. So the question we need to ask ourselves, are we? Are we living just as he lived in the world?
2: And in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, it tells us, for whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. And so it's a question of are we living by the faith of God who gave himself for us and died for us, who conquered the world?
0: Really? And
2: that life is alive in us, or as you were saying, are we living For our own pleasure and our own self.
1: Really? Well, during the course of this week, we're going to clearly point out, and I think it's well known, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we're going to talk about it in greater detail later. But one of the main characteristics of Jesus was that he lived in absolute dependence upon his Father. And that is the essence of how we should live. Are we living Uh, Do we really believe the verse, what Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing? How many things do we do, even think it's spiritually led, that has nothing to do with the Lord? But without Jesus, we can do nothing. Well, let's go back to the Gospel of John. John chapter 15, and I think this really shows it very clearly how we need to be utterly dependent upon Jesus John chapter 15. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in John 15, reading the first five verses. John 15, beginning at verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing." Junie, we can the, the the vine and the branches is just a picture of Jesus and who we are. A branch can do nothing on its own; only that which it receives from the vine. What a glorious picture! May it speak to all of us.
2: And it's a very natural thing, Shelley, for a vine when it's an, attached to the branches. Really, and the food comes from the root. That causes the branches to bear fruit. So, really, your call is to rest and trust and abide in Christ. Amen.
1: Father, we thank you. Thank you for the example of the vine and the branch. May we be obedient branches and get nourished from you daily as we live a life that glorifies you. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen.